You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the armor of God. We got into it a bit yesterday. Going to go a lot further today. And But one thing I want to go back over and cover. Uh, the Apostle Paul does not begin the book of Ephesians, which really is a primer on our walk with God. It really is a letter that could have been addressed to any of the churches. In fact, There are some scholars who believe that Ephesians is a fill-in-the-blank, that the letter was originally written so that it could be passed to every single church, all of them, and and it is. It's one of those kinds of letters that applies to everybody. Uh, Some of the other letters, like the letters uh, to Galatians, uh, that letter is very specific to a specific group of churches, but Ephesians could go to anybody. And so what he tells us is uh, we prioritize our learning, and the first thing that we do in our walk with God is we learn about who we are with him and how we relate to him, how we stand with him. That's so very, very important. The last thing that we learn after our relationships with God and relationships with the Holy Spirit, relationships with humans, our spouse, our employer, our children, Then he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, which tells me something. It tells me that not every problem you have with your spouse is of the devil. And not every problem you have with your child is of the devil. Not every problem you have with an employee or an employer is of the devil. Those relationships are spoken of separately. I'm not saying the devil can't influence some of those things, but but you, you, you have to understand how to recognize a true attack of the enemy. And that's what Ephesians does here. So we're going to get into this. The armor of God is spiritual equipment for three areas. Your mind, your mouth, and your heart or your spirit. And that's what the armor of God is designed to enhance. It's designed to enhance your mind, your mouth, and your heart. There is more than one component. Uh, There is not just one aspect to the weapons. And you need to read about these weapons. We're going to study these things because you see that there are different functions. They're not all the same. That's why Paul says you take the whole armor of God or you put on the whole armor of God. Let me just say this. Uh, I want to go back to this word put on or these words put on. Uh, you know, you've heard it before. When someone is pretending to be something that they're not, we say they're a put-on. I think that that idea here carries a little bit. It means to do this in spite of your feelings. Go ahead and put this on. It's a put-on. And you put this on even when you don't feel like it. And so many believers get in trouble because they feel like and they believe that they have to feel something before they do it. And that's not so. And uh, there are many days that I do not feel like praising God. I may be affected by something negative that's happened and my feelings are in the tank, but I go ahead and begin to worship God. And you know, it's amazing. I will end up feeling the praises of God and the spirit of God when I enter that kind of an attitude, when I make that decision. And always remember this, your will and your choice will always trump your feelings. 
And if you do not come to that belief in your walk with God, you are destined to ride the roller coaster of feelings and nobody wants to do that. All right, put on the whole armor of God. This is not the believer's armor. Uh, It doesn't say put on your armor. It doesn't say put on the believer's armor. It says put on the armor of God. The idea here is, is that this is what God himself would use if he were here on this earth. And it's exactly what we see Jesus did. Jesus wore this armor. It's how he himself rebuffed the lies and the schemes of the devil. Another thing I want to say about armor Armor doesn't necessarily stop an attack. I suppose there are times that it could, but what we see in Scripture, there are people who had great faith who did not stop the attacks that came against them. So the idea that if you have great faith, you'll never have a trial, never have an attack, that's not what the Bible teaches. Armor doesn't stop an attack. What it does is that it mitigates the attack. That's what armor does. It keeps the attack from having the impact that Satan designed that attack to have. Armor mitigates his attack. And what it does, it enables you to pull off a reversal. And that's what happens when an enemy attacks, you resist it, and you're able to do it in strength. You actually reverse the attack, and you you turn and flip the script. And I want you to think about some Bible stories. I'm going to give you three illustrations And uh, I I think that really you could make a case that all of the people who walked in faith in the whole of Scripture, Old and New Testaments, they were able to reverse what was sent against him. I'm, I'm thinking about Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel was attacked by 122 kingdom officials. There were 120 leaders plus two presidents that were uh, on the same par with Daniel. There were 123 officers in the whole kingdom, all 122 but Daniel were part of this conspiracy to get rid of him. And they tricked the king into making a law against prayer. And uh, you know the story, Daniel went ahead and prayed anyway in spite of the law and God protected Daniel the angel of the Lord went and kept the lions from eating him that night in the lion's den. And the next morning, when Daniel was found to be alive, the king became so incensed at how he had been manipulated and tricked by these evil men, he ordered all of them, plus their families, to be thrown into the lion's den. And before they could actually hit the ground, the lions were jumping up to catch and kill them. And so when Daniel went back to work, he didn't go back to the atmosphere that had been before. There was a complete reversal. All of his enemies were gone. And so that's the idea that you see throughout Scripture. When you flip the script, you don't go back to where you were. You go further down the road. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, another great story. They didn't just get set free from the fiery furnace but God was glorified throughout the whole of the Babylonian empire. And then the king made a law that no one could speak a single word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they in turn were given a promotion. They flipped the script. There was a great reversal. You see another thing at the Red Sea. When the children of Israel were trapped at the Red Sea, God led them to that place. He knew that Pharaoh would come after them. They were hemmed in. They had nowhere to go but toward the sea. Pharaoh followed them there. But God flipped the script because when he delivered them, 
They didn't get back what they had before. Pharaoh was never a threat to them. And not only that, you read the scriptures, they were able to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And there were some raiders here and there who attacked them, but there was no great empire that came against them because the fear of God was so strong in the surrounding nations that even when they came near Jericho, the whole city was shut up and there was great fear in Jericho about the children of Israel coming. And it, where, where'd that come from? It came all the way back to the Red Sea. And so the, 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 when we stand in faith with the armor of God, we mitigate the attack. You don't stop the attack, but you flip it and you mitigate it. And that's what's an, an amazing thing. That means then the devil has to resort to trickery. And uh, the scripture says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice that it doesn't say that you stand against the might of the devil. When we go to 1 Samuel 17 and we read about how the Philistines came against the children of Israel in the valley of Elah, and uh, it's where uh, David killed Goliath. When we read about that, we don't see that the Philistines came in and just flat out overran the Israelites and just overcame them. Doesn't say that at all. The Philistines didn't want to fight. They wanted to win with bluff. They wanted to win with words. And for 40 days, Goliath spoke twice a day to try to talk the Israelites into giving up. They were using wiles. The devil was using wiles. And the word wiles is from the Greek methodos, which means with a road. So that means that Satan has to use a process against you. It's not just one big thing where he comes in and slaps you down because he is awesome. He always uses a process. You see it in the book of Job. The book of Job shows the process. There was an attack against Job and then a messenger would always come to rub it in and talk about what had happened. He wanted the fear to take root in Job. And this is what I want you to see. No one withstood it. And no one in, in the Israeli army withstood what Goliath was doing on the battlefield. Now God had an answer. God had an answer for Israel in these times and there was already a strategy set in place and a plan put in place by God Almighty for such things as what Israel came in contact with when Goliath came out against them. And here it is in Deuteronomy chapter 20. We're going to start reading in verse 1. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you who brought you up from the land of Egypt, God is saying, listen, I delivered you in the very beginning. I intend to continue to do that. And David understood that. So it shall be when you are on the verge of the battle that the priest, and it doesn't say priests plural, it says priests singular. In other words, it only took one priest to do this, just one. That the priest shall approach and speak to the people and he shall say to them, Here, O Israel, today you're on the verge of a battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid and do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Whoa! One priest had been anointed by God to completely reverse the spirit of fear that had been sent against the whole army. And you know what? The only man on the battlefield who fulfilled that responsibility was David, a 17-year-old kid. 
and he won. And that's why he was able to overcome. Listen to me. We make this harder than what it really is. God wants to back you up. God wants to help you. But he's looking for people who have a little bit of fight. Now listen, it's not just the will to fight, although that's important. It is the ability to fight. And you can tell that David had developed an ability to stand against intimidation because of how he had trusted God before. Spiritual armor is something that you learn about and grow in. You don't get it all at once. You will not understand it all at once. And it is not something that you do off the cuff having never done it before. It is something that you develop, but you are capable of this and you can do this. And God is looking for somebody that he can show himself strong for. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up on this tomorrow. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.